Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 157. All right, I was looking at abortion data in the USSR. <laughs> and and I know this is a strange place to start, but I, I think it's going to go somewhere interesting. So, so bear with me. Abortions in the USSR from Stalin through Yeltsin. So I guess that's like the 1940s through the 1990s. Abortions were over 200% of live births. So for every woman who decided to have a baby, to bring her baby to term, two women decided to have an abortion. And in my opinion, that's a sign of despair. That's the sign of a broken country. It's a red flag. <laughs> and, and if you look at the U.S., it's not even close. Okay, Even at the height of abortions in the United States, right after Roe v. Wade, we never got to even 50%. Okay, Soviet Union 200, and we're below 50 and in the U.S., abortion as a percentage of live births continues to decline. Now, what's interesting is that's not because live births have increased. Live births have been flat for the last 30 years. It's because abortions have continued to decline. However, bump, bump, bump. Since the financial crisis in 2007, America's total fertility rate, our, our TFR, which basically means how many children each woman is having over her lifetime, our TFR has plummeted from 2.1 to 1.7. Now, 2.1 is replacement level. And if you think about it, that makes sense, right? Every woman's got to have two kids, basically, to replenish the population, one boy and one girl, and then you got to have a little bit more because of accidents and things. So 2.1 is replacement. 1.7 is slow motion suicide on a national level, okay? It just means your population is going to decline towards zero. And it's worse everywhere else in the developed world. The EU is at 1.5. Japan is at 1.4. South Korea, okay, hold on to your hat. South Korea is at 1.0. So every woman is only having one baby over the course of her lifetime. And that means the population of South Korea is going to be cut in half in one generation. That's not slow motion suicide. <laughs> That's fast motion suicide. Okay, now I consider suicides to be another, you know, sign of health of a society. I can't find good data after 2016, but in the U.S. from 2000 to 2016, the rate of suicide increased by about 20%. And for white people, it went up 40%. Now, white people kill themselves more often than any other group. Only Native Americans are even close. And so I assume, since white people are killing themselves more than any other group, well, that must be caused by, I don't know, white privilege? Anyway, another red flag, for me at least, is the rate of deaths from opioids. And that number has doubled since the Great Recession. And again, my data that I can find stops in 2016. But in 2019, there were over 70,000 deaths from all sorts of overdoses in the United States. That's almost 200 dead people a day. So where are we, okay? Fewer people are having children, and more people are dying deaths of despair, either from drugs or from suicide. 
And to me, those are massive red flags. Okay, something is wrong. Something is badly wrong with our society. And the causes are complex, right? They're clearly multivariate. For example, you know, people aren't just having fewer children, they're also having less sex. <laughs> and, and from where I stand, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but from where I stand, the relationship between men and women in this country is as broken as I think it's ever been. And if anyone has a disagreeing view on that, please tell it to me, because all the data, everything I see just tells me that the relationship between the sexes is broken. Now, another huge red flag that something is seriously wrong is that testosterone levels are down by two-thirds. Sperm counts have been cut in half. So maybe it's not a question of people not wanting to have children. It's a problem of people not being able to have children, okay? We are in the middle of a fertility crisis, but that's still a taboo subject. But we have to talk about this, okay? We have to address this problem because we are living in a chemical bath. We are living in a chemical bath, and it is poisoning us. For example, xenoestrogens. Okay, these are endocrine disruptors, which I think means that they mess with your hormones. But the result is clear. They damage testosterone production. And xenoestrogens are in everything. <laughs> they're, they're in soap. They're in shampoo. They're in sunscreen. Okay, phthalates. Phthalates are another kind of xenoestrogen. And if anyone knows how to spell phthalates, I'll give them $10. <laughs> but phthalates are a kind of xenoestrogen, and they're in a lot of things as well. They're in plastic bottles. Thanks, Nestle. Thanks, Pepsi. Another form of xenoestrogen are the bisphenols. Bisphenols? I can't really pronounce that. BPA, right? Remember the whole hubbub about BPA being bad? Ooh, Matt, now things are BPA-free. Well, sort of. They took out bisphenol A but they just added bisphenol F, okay? BPA-free means lots and lots of BPF, and it's the same freaking thing, okay? <laughs> They're both estrogenic. They're both androgenic. They're both thyroidogenic, okay? They're both toxic to the liver, okay? BFOAs, and I don't even know what that stands for, but it sounds scary, and they are scary. This is another endocrine disruptor, okay? Studies have found high levels of correlation between BFOA exposure and kidney cancer, testicular cancer, ulcerative colitis, thyroid disease, hypercholesterolemia, and pregnancy-induced hypertension, okay? None of those things sound very good. So you ask, Matt, BFOAs sound bad. Where are they? Well, they're in everything, okay? They're in clothing. They're in carpeting. They're in anything made with Teflon. Another problem is the seed oils, the processed industrial vegetable oils, like, like canola oil, soybean oil, uh, what are the other ones? Corn oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil. These seed oils, these vegetable oils, cause inflammation in your cells. They, they dement, I think that's the right word, they dement your mitochondria, okay? And they cause obesity, they cause diabetes, they cause cardiovascular disease. Seed oils are probably the single most important thing to cut out of your diet. And again, they're in everything. They're in basically all packaged foods. Now, these are just the elements of this chemical bath that I've heard of. And I'm like super ignorant, right? There's probably a dozen other things in this chemical bath that I don't even know about. 
And maybe the ones I know about aren't even the main driver, okay? Maybe there's other things that are going wrong, but we have to figure this out, okay? We have to figure this out. And personally, I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that all these things are part of the same problem, okay? They are all the result of a modern system that is broken, okay? A modern system that sees healthcare costs as a source of revenue, okay? That profits from making you sick, that profits from keeping you sick. A modern system that is based in global manufacturing and distribution, okay? Long supply chains are bad, (laughs) okay? Shelf stable should be a dirty word. And I am increasingly being forced to the conclusion that this modern system based on globalism, based on packaged foods, based on efficient mass production, isn't sustainable. Globalism is not sustainable, okay? The red flags are just too freaking obvious now to ignore. Nature is telling us this doesn't work. That's all I've got this week. I'll catch you later.